it's time for a, a new approach to my messages. I dedicate this message to a very dear cousin of mine, Linda, Linda Campbell Brown. Her husband passed away this last year, and Linda, on the, in the obituary, said, when it asked what church she attended, she said, First Christian Church in Quanta, Texas. And she said, I was her minister. If you ever saw a relationship of love and hate, that would describe my cousin and me. We cannot even get the birth order right. I, I still maintain she's older than me, but she is not going to go with that at all. She is convinced she's actually 15 days younger than me. Then my cousin wouldn't even acknowledge the fact that our grandmother loved me more than her. She would not even acknowledge that. So we have a little difference in our communications, but I love her with my whole heart. The reason I am dedicating this to her is because I don't think I have ever presented a message 100% on love before. I have done it at weddings, and we use the word in probably just about every service that we have. But I have never addressed the entire subject matter to love. And that's what I think of when I think of my cousin. She and her two brothers, her mom and dad, all five epitomize the word love unless you start talking about her birth date. She epitomizes that. All of them, that whole family. You know, you've got branches of the uh, tree, family tree. Well, this branch is an exceptional branch of our family. I don't think I've ever heard anything from her, her brothers, uh, her mother and dad that was ill of anybody else. You talk about a family that exemplified the love of Jesus Christ. That's this family. They epitomized that no matter where they were. When the family would all come rolling in on them in Tyler, Texas, and there wasn't by any means enough bed, so they just throw the, uh, the mats down on the floor, and we'd all just, all the cousins just spread out, and we had a fantastic time. No complaining, no moaning or groaning always had that smile on their face and was so accepting of all of us. And if you knew the Holland Shed family, you know that would not always be easy. But this branch of the tree always did. Jesus Christ is what? What would you think? Jesus Christ is love. Jesus Christ is love. You know, when we look at the Bible, one word can sum up this book, and it is love. Love. From the very beginning, Genesis, Exodus, you know, all the way through Revelations, it's love. Now, if you turn to certain books, such as Jeremiah or 
uh, Joshua, you'll see that there are some terrible battles and some very discreet, detailed about the wars that they would fight. God's message to His people were when, you, when they went into Jericho to kill everyone. But then you read about what a community they had. And there was no, there was no worship of God Himself. They worshipped idols. They had terrible traditions such as presenting children to their gods. Present them in, in the form of death. They would sacrifice their children as an offering to these gods. Our God is a jealous God. He has told His people all along, they are His people. And they are to worship Him and no others. And the thought that these individuals in Jericho could have lived through this and then started changing the beliefs of the Israelites was something that God could not stand. His people were to be true and be true to Him alone. So yes, there are some rough scenes in the Bible in battle. But behind every one of them is the message of love. For we all know that our relationship with God, with Jesus, is the epitome of love. We have been through difficult situations, each and every one of us. But we knew that in those roughest times that God was with us. Why? Because He loves us. Jesus Christ died for us because He loved us. We have those illustrations in the Bible in which individuals such as David committed terrible sins such as murder, adultery, and yet he would go to God and ask for forgiveness and God was there. Just like when you and I go to God today with whatever is burning in is a burden on us that we know that He is there. And His promise is, I'm going to forgive your sins. I'm going to forgive your sins. Why? Because He loves us. In the book, again, of Philippians, the fourth chapter, but this is the eighth verse. Finally, brothers and sisters... Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, being Paul, or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. In there, that peace in your life, when you know there is no doubt that God is with you. I had an experience this week in which I was very tense about, and I literally went to my knees in prayer, and I could feel my whole body relaxing, 
those muscles that I wasn't even aware of that were so tense, they were relaxing. There was a peace that I knew came from Him as I asked for that. He is with us, and the only thing we've got to do is go to Him. But so many times we either get too busy, we get too prideful, but we forget to ask Him for that peace. But in all things that are good and wonderful, take it to the Lord, because that's where it comes from. I think Gerald got my bookmarkers. In Romans, the fifth chapter, the sixth verse. You see, at just the right time, when we will still, we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Let me read that again. You see, at just the right time, and God's timing is always perfect. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And that would be each and every one of, of mankind. But there's a difference. There are those that believe and trust in Him and those that refuse to. They do not know the peace that you know. They don't know the joy that you know. They do not know how in the midst of trials and tribulations you can have such a level head about you. They don't know. We try. We try to share. As Christians, we try to let individuals know there's a special joy that you're missing. Why do we come and tell you about this? Is because we know God loves you. God wants you in His kingdom. He wants everybody in His kingdom. Until there is the opportunity of everyone to accept Jesus Christ, this world will continue. There are many, many that are predicting the end of times. But Jesus told His disciples that He didn't even know when the end of times was. Only God knows. But we are to take the message throughout the world and to give everyone an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. Corinthians, the 13th chapter, is one that I use in just about every wedding. And I want to share it with you regarding love. The love that God wants us to have. And it is our choice. Will we accept Him? Will we accept His gift or not? It's our choice. It says, the first verse, And yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong of, or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries 
and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give all over and give over my body to the hardships that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Without love, we are nothing. It is one thing to love your children, but it's something else to love someone that maybe has cheated you out of some money, and a bad deal, they cheated you, or someone that has harmed you in some way or another with their tongue, with, with some kind of uh, ill towards you. It's easier to love your children than it is those that have wronged you. It is so much easier. But God has called us to love everybody, regardless. And especially those that have wronged us. He wants us to especially love those. For He says, even a crook will love another crook. But His children are to love the crooks. Those that have wronged us. That's the difference. When we walk in step with Jesus Christ, we walk in the love of Jesus Christ. Is it easy? I'm not going to stand here and say it is. Not easy at all. But we have a perfect example. Jesus Christ, as He hung on that cross, says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Can you and I do the same thing? Can we... Say, Father, forgive this person for what they have done. Yesterday I was talking to a law enforcement officer and we were discussing cattle stealing. And I remember visiting with someone in the local jail that was arrested for such a crime. And I also remember the anger from the cattle person, the rancher if you will, the rancher had toward this person. And we'd all say rightfully so. Rightfully so. But God has asked us to forgive them. How difficult. How very, very difficult. I know there are certain people in my life, peoples, there are certain people in my life that I have a real difficult time in liking, most less loving. But that's what God has asked me to do. He has never said this was going to be an easy walk. But He has set the example. He is the one that is the light in front of us, and we're to focus on that light. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong, right or wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And now... These three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is 
Amen. Difficult? Yes. But as always, listen to His Word. Matthew, the 19th chapter, the 26th verse. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Do not put that burden on yourself. Carry it to the cross, for He has already died for you. That strength you do not have, but you and the Lord together, you do have that strength. Ask, and you shall receive. Your walk can be a testimony for Jesus Christ. Or it can just be symbols that are clanging out there that no one pays any attention to. Hollow words that no one pays any attention to because your actions speak louder than your words. So let your life be that example where your life is speaking so loud no one will doubt that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful. Grateful for that unconditional love, for we could never earn it. We could never be so good, so perfect. And yet it's a gift from you. And so many times we don't even accept it, even knowing that life would be so much smoother and more enjoyable if we accepted your gift. Let us learn from the writings. Love is powerful. Love is what we're called to do in each and every situation. For you loved us, and there are times, so many times, that we have fallen down with our sins, the burdens of our life, the things that we have done that would be an embarrassment. But you've forgiven us for those. You've forgiven us. Let us be forgiving of others as well, Lord. Let us be a reflection. Let our life be an example of what Jesus Christ has called each and every one of us to be. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.